Redesigned. Welcome to another episode of Redesigned. What's going on, people? Yeah, we got through another week. Uh, yeah. God, excuse my voice. I am recording very late night again. Had a bit of drama and madness in my life, <laughs> but we move. Still gonna bring you the content that's what we do so this week we're going to be talking about a few new developments in streaming and content creation and all that kind of stuff it's getting real interesting the next couple of years is going to be a really interesting place for podcasting radio and streaming in general we're going to be talking about some new platforms being launched by the likes of amazon also, Disney Plus is going to add a new tier to their subscriptions. Going to be talking about that. And also, a new network of creatives I'm going to be involving in the production of this podcast. A little something, we're going to, going to be talking about that as well. And also, Life without the internet, how would we survive? Imminent internet shutdowns based on this war situation. We're going to be talking about all of that stuff coming up after this. Welcome back to the Redesigned podcast. This is the podcast that talks about technology, digital culture, everything from blockchain, robotics, cryptocurrency, biotechnology, internet of things, digital media and more. I am your host, Mr. Katebox, aka the content producer. Let's jump into some news. Oh, before we get into the news, a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you uh, click on the like button as well. Hit the bell because the algorithm really favors podcasts that have got lots of engagement. So if you want to help the show get noticed by more people, please do me a favor and like, subscribe, follow whatever platform you are listening to this or watching this on because we're also on YouTube so uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation on Twitter use the hashtag redesignpod so yeah let's get into some news are you subscribed to Disney Plus because these days there's just so many different streaming services out there Netflix Hulu Amazon Disney Netflix and if you're a sports fan, the zone, YouTube Premium. Funny thing about YouTube Premium, as it's quite expensive, I think it's like eleven ninety nine a month. I never thought I'd see myself paying for YouTube, but the ads—is it me or is it just the ads are just aggressive these days? But um, yeah, I decided to sign up to 
YouTube Premium and take one of those trials. And I was surprisingly... What's the word? I was pleasantly surprised. Plus, you can listen to podcasts or listen to the audio of the video while the app is closed, which is a, that's a really great feature about YouTube Premium. I'm not even supposed to be talking about YouTube Premium right now. I'm talking about Disney Plus, but you'll see why I mentioned YouTube Premium. So Disney Plus is launching an ad-supported version of their streaming service. They're not saying how much it's going to cost, but Disney Plus incentivized a lot of people during the lockdown. It was quite a low barrier to entry. It was quite cheap. Something like $5.99 a month to join Disney Plus. Because I've got Disney Plus and I think it's on probably my wife's subscription, her mobile phone subscription. So not paying for it directly, but it's a really nice platform. The, the UI is nice. The interface is nice. It's easy to use. They've got some great content on there. Obviously, the library with 21st Century Fox is on there. The Simpsons, Star Wars, all of that stuff. Marvel. Yeah, Disney Plus is Disney Plus is pretty dope. Not gonna lie. But when you look at the cost of all these different streaming services, it does add up. So with petrol gas prices going up, in the next couple of months, I can see a lot of people tightening their belts and really looking at how they can cut costs. So if you've got all these streaming services and you're looking through your, your finances, you're thinking, boy paying too much for streaming because it has crept up Netflix has just dropped an increase I think it was in December in America they are going through another price increase this year I think Disney Plus is now I don't even know how much Disney Plus is but they're going to be offering this ad supported tier so it's not going to be free like you know Spotify where you can either pay your, your premium subscription or have ads and speaking of those ads, I don't think the kids are going to be too happy with that. Imagine an ad version of Disney+. Plus. You know how children are impatient these days? They're not used to ads. Sitting through ads. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. But this is all part of a plan for Disney+, Plus to increase their subscriber base to compete with Netflix. So Netflix is currently on... Just over 200 million subscribers. Disney Plus has 120, 29 million subscribers. That was in their last earnings report. And it's their goal to reach 260 million subscribers by 2024. This is according to an article in protocol.com. And... The plan, the new plan is going to be rolling out next year. They plan to do it next year, but it will be cheaper than the current subscription model right now. I think they're just trying to recoup the money that they, they invested by heavily discounting their, their, mem their subscriptions in 2019 when they launched. I mean, they got me a couple of times, you know. So yeah, that's 
Disney Plus, an ad-supported version. Let me know in the comments, would you be prepared to have ads to save money on any of your video streaming services? Me personally, I, I don't know. I'm kind of over ads, you know? Especially if you're watching a film, like that's just so terrestrial TV. That's so ITV. And if you don't know what ITV is, ITV is one of our terrestrial TV channels here in the UK. Not a cable channel. So, good luck to Disney. Amazon are launching a competitor to Clubhouse and Spaces, but this is with a twist. You actually get to play licensed music over your radio shows. So if you're familiar with Spotify and their hosting platform Anchor, you'll know if you're if you're into podcasting and you are actually a podcaster, you probably know about different hosting platforms. Anchor is the official hosting platform for Spotify. And if you create a podcast in Anchor, and host it on Spotify, you can actually have licensed music from their catalog. But the tricky thing is you can't, it doesn't sound like a radio station. It's like you have to let the music play and then wait for the duration of the whole song. And then you insert your your speaking part and then you put a new song in, you put a song in there. So it's kind of like a playlist. So it's like a mixed playlist of your podcast, Pod, well, podcast segments, I should say, and music, streaming music. But with Amazon, what they're trying to do is a live radio app where you host your own radio show from the app and you get to DJ and you can select from the thousands of songs on the Amazon Music Network. So according to an article on techcrunch.com. The mobile app called AMP launched in the US. So this is on a, a beta trial. You can get tens of millions of licensed songs. But at the moment, the app is only available in the US. It looks like a great product. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Especially with things like Clubhouse and Spaces, which are like to me, they're doing surprisingly well. A lot of people actually like this stuff. Some of this stuff gets more, more listeners than internet radio, some internet radio stations right now. So I think it's a good addition to radio since we've transitioned from traditional commercial radio to podcasts and audio streaming. But I think what's missing from, you know, when you're just listening to Spotify, you, you, you miss the personality of the radio host or the DJ. And also culturally, we don't really have tastemakers anymore in terms of music. But with this sort of thing, you can have whoever the DJ is can be, can actually curate music to a theme, their own playlist, bring their own personality to it. I think that's going to be really good for the, the digital media space, especially for people who are involved in podcasting, maybe a live component of a podcast could work well on there. And then 
music that kind of goes with the topic you know it, it's it's um in terms of media production a lot of the time especially when you look at films sometimes the soundtrack is what makes the film it, it adds to the, the atmosphere as to the um the experience the only one thing i wonder about is whether or not you can stop the music when you want to stop it or do you have to let it play out i'm not sure that, that's one thing i i worry about when it comes to the, the listening experience and it would be nice if you can actually talk over the music you know the, the the ending of the song and then blend them in but i don't know what do you guys think what do you think of the possibility of internet radio hosted for an app such as amp let's go to a quick video this this video is actually from from amazon it's from amp it's from their team where they're demonstrating the concept of the app let's look at that right now Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. So there you have it. I'm going to leave some links in the description for you to check it out for yourself. It would be really good if you could actually connect external mixing equipment or maybe your your dj decks or your pioneer serato or something some sort of integration with serato or record box that would be really cool if they can do that and also even if you look at the licensing on here on youtube it would be nice for you know streaming services such as youtube or twitch to have licensed music for video creators that would be really good. I mean, they're gonna. They've got. I think they've got the technology. To, they've got the technology to do it. So why not? Adds to the experience of of the content you're kind of you're trying to create, and also it's another opportunity for music artists to cash in. Especially since the pandemic, there's not as many shows going on. People are not going out to to clubs anymore. It's a good it. I think it would be a good opportunity for both record labels and artists to generate more revenue, more exposure for them as well. Similar to what TikTok are doing with their new sound on concept. But yeah, let's go for a quick break. I'm Chris Tarrant. Join me for The Breakfast Show on Capital Radio with London's best traffic reports, the hottest hits and no silly gimmicks. Well... 
Maybe. What a suit. Capital Radio. At 1548 on the far right end of your AM dial and just in the middle of your FM dial at 95.8. Drumman's Music Power. If you're going to have a one-to-one with someone, wouldn't you rather have it with a mobile phone service that's growing fast? YouTube are now offering some Skrilla to podcasters on YouTube. That's nice. That's real nice. So according to Bloomberg Technology, YouTube is reaching out to podcasters and podcast networks offering up to $300,000 to entice them to create video content. So this is just to help them produce a video version of their podcast because video is very time intensive. It's very resource intensive. You've got someone who needs to edit, someone who needs to do lighting, the camera work, syncing the audio, set design, all of that kind of stuff. And it is it's, it's quite expensive and it's quite time consuming. And with everything that's going on at the moment with, with digital media, podcasts are just becoming a part of everyday life. At one point, podcasts kind of used to be very, very niche, but now podcasts, I think they're eclipsing radio in terms of you know youth culture and also just in terms of where people get their information from, their entertainment. I, I, I'll be even brave enough to say people listen to more podcasts than music these days. Like people are not really listening to albums. I mean, the odd album that you might be interested in comes out and you're like, yeah, this is great. But I think podcasts are more of an everyday thing or, you know, on the way to work, in the gym, while doing chores, podcasts, are pretty much you know the new staple of entertainment and i think youtube are definitely onto something i think there will definitely be a second coming of youtube and youtube is probably going to be the number one media platform in the next two to three years that's what my prediction is i think uh, YouTube are making a really good bet on podcasts because you've got Spotify who are doing exclusives, you know, like Joe Rogan and stuff like that, Joe Budden podcast. And YouTube haven't really done anything with podcasts, but there's a lot of great podcasts on YouTube. Even just like the radio networks, like for example, the Spot, the uh, Breakfast Club, you could call that a podcast, even though it's a radio show. It, it's kind of like the podcast format in terms of the guest, the topic, or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's very, it's very well produced. So there's a lot of podcasters jumping on YouTube right now who are moving from, they're transitioning from audio only to video. But, but the barrier of entry is, as I mentioned before, the editing, the filming, the, the lighting, the syncing, the audio, getting the audio correct is very, very intense a lot of work so in order to get someone to do that for you very 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 expensive unless you know how to do most of the stuff yourself and you've got the time to do it so they're giving fifty thousand dollars well up to fifty thousand dollars to individual to individual shows 
So if you're thinking of starting a podcast, now might be a good time, you know, and up to two to $300,000 to podcast networks to uh, help create filmed version of their podcast and even video, uh, other videos, like maybe spin-offs or series or documentaries that's, that kind of complement the podcast. I think it could definitely be a good move, you know, more video podcasts on YouTube. I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments. And also, as I mentioned before, make sure you use the hashtag on Twitter if you want to join in the conversation. Redesign Pod on Twitter. So let's talk the Redesign Network. What is the Redesign Network? So the Redesign Network is a new network of creatives or influencers that I've handpicked to share their views on technology, digital culture, and they're members of a panel. And we're going to be doing a panel discussion every now and again on the podcast. So at the moment, we've got Dr. Shante, we've got Ade Atkins, and also Miss Tammy. They'll be joining me on future podcasts. So watch out for that. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking all things technology, digital culture, and and yeah, watch out, watch out for them. Going to be doing some episodes with them once a month, and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. So watch out for that. The Redesign Network. You've got Ade Atkins, Dr. Shante, and Miss Tammy. And if you if you think you want to be part of the Redesign Network, if you are a podcaster or a creative yourself, and you are into technology into digital culture, blockchain, flying cars, robotics, social media, all that kind of stuff. If you're into that kind of stuff and you want to join in the conversation on the Zoom call with us, then uh, yeah, give me a shout. You can drop me a message on Instagram, Twitter. I'm going to get an email address. I'm going to get a proper email address for this eventually. I should have done that a long time ago, but yeah, uh, watch out for that. So with all these cyber attacks going on, how likely is it for us to lose the internet? Not just the cyber attacks, the whole thing with a possible World War III. Because with these cyber attacks, it is actually possible to shut down parts of the internet. But seriously, let's think about it. What would it be like if all of a sudden you woke up and there was no internet? Like, how would you survive without checking your Insta, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your WhatsApp? We we really take we really take this shit for granted. You know, our smartphones are. Well, I mean, once upon a time, your phone was just your phone. Your camera was your camera, but now your phone is everything. It's your camcorder. It's your it's your sat nav. You order food on your phone. You shop on your phone. You talk on your phone. You take pictures on your phone. You, you make videos on your phone. It's your radio. It's your it's your MP3 player. It's everything. Now, the minute that you don't have access to the internet on your phone or your tablet, what's the point? You know? How would we actually survive? Think about it. No email. 
no Google Maps, no Uber, no Uber Eats, <laughs> no Deliveroo. And let me even stop there. Like life would not be convenient at all. Let's let's be honest. I mean, if you're like me, you have multiple bank accounts. How would you shift your money around? I mean, you'd literally have to deposit cash into people's accounts. It would be a massive ball ache and inconvenience if, if, if the internet shut down for a period of time. You know, you won't even be, you won't even be able to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, the World Economic Forum. See, World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum is literally the. If you want to know what's happening, what's going to happen in the future, go to World Economic Forum's web, website. Look at the website or read their books or listen to their content. It's almost like, anyway, let me not say too much because I don't want to be labeled a conspiracy theorist, but there are whispers that, that there's going to be more cyber attacks and websites are going to go down. Certain things are going to disappear. We're not going to have as much. and We're going to have um, threats to our internet access. You know, but what are the consequences? Are we prepared to live a life without the internet? I mean, let's be real. I mean, the world, the world wouldn't fall apart instantly. It just wouldn't. You know. And with there's about four, four billion people on the on on the planet who are not even aware of the internet. They're not connected to the internet. So the world wouldn't just just stop. But it would be a massive inconvenience. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, we'd have to go back to regular phone calls. And truth be told, I don't even like talking on the phone anymore. Do you do you guys still like talking on the phone? I hate I I just don't like it. Like I think it's I think it's a waste of time. I just think anyway, it's probably my conditioning. I used to work in telesales advertising and after after working there. I had to do like 200 phone calls a day after working in telesales. I don't want to, I don't want to be on the phone, but it looks like, I mean, without the internet, that's how, that's how we would have to communicate with our family and friends. Sending letters instead of emails. Going to the post office, it's a bit long. I'm not going to lie, it's a bit long when I think about it. Regular phone calls and text messages. You'd actually have to go and talk to people, meet people in real life. Because nowadays, I think people don't really, they don't really socialize nowhere near as much as they used to pre-internet. You know, you've got online dating, you've got online gaming. I mean, without online gaming, I mean, before online gaming, it was arcades. Who's old enough to remember going to Trocadero? The London Trocadero. If you know what that is, give me, give me, a, give me a shout in the comment section. That was before online gaming. Maybe would it, with, with no internet, if we got rid of the internet, in some respects, I think life would actually be better. Socially anyway. But if we did lose access to the internet long term, it would be an economic catastrophe, especially for like developed countries. I mean, if you look at Google, 
Facebook, those companies, Amazon. If you look at the combined revenue of those companies, we're talking about, we're talking trillions. That would be just gone from the economy. And then what would happen? Mass unemployment. A lot of people work in tech. Those companies employ a hell of a lot of people. So, yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, let's let's forget about Google and stuff like that. Forget about social media. Because, I mean, no social media. That means, how are you even going to flex on anyone? There's no social media. Travel will have a different meaning. All those holiday pictures, that's just going to have to stay on your phone. You better invest in a photo album. But again, in some ways, I think it would be, I think it would be good. I kind of miss some of these things that made life more fun. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Use the, again, use the hashtag RedesignPod on Twitter. Or if you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment. Let me know what you think. How would you cope without the internet? Do you think life would be better without it? I personally think the internet is a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, writing letters instead of emails. You want to send money to someone, you have to go to the bank. Or send a postal order. Who remembers postal orders? Anyone in the audience, anyone listening who remembers postal orders? I'm really showing my age. Yeah. But the thing is, can a global shutdown of the internet really occur? Can that really happen? Can the internet be switched off? From the research I've done, technically it's not impossible, but if it did happen, it couldn't be long-term because the internet is a decentralized network of different computer systems. So even if you unplug one, then there's one over there, like it's all distributed across, across the world. So you would have to have access to every single computer and, 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 disconnect that from the network so that's not going to happen but you can definitely have localized shutdowns so localized or national shutdowns anyway so for example governments can actually order isps internet service providers if you don't know what that is to to actually turn off the domain name system that's what generate you know the www and the name and the name which then converts that to your ip address and then connects it to the web page they can actually order the ISPs to turn those off, turn the, um, change the border gateway protocol of the servers. So this actually stops any internet traffic coming in and out of the country. And, and this has been done quite a lot. It's not, the, this is not, nothing new. It's been, this has been happening for since, you know, 2011 in countries like India, Ethiopia, Egypt, and it usually happens when there's a lot of uh, civil unrest. So in times of war, uh, election times, if they don't want certain news to get out of their country to the rest of the world, yeah, the governments, the governments be turning off the internet. And, and that can happen anywhere. It is possible. They've got the power to do that. Um, but if it's, not, if it's not cyber attacks, you know, funny enough, Spotify went down the other week what else was it? Discord went down. 
yeah be vigilant stay stay safe out there make sure you make sure you're thinking about what what you're you're doing on the internet in terms of like for example your data make sure that you've got physical copies at home you know on a uh, on an sd card or uh, a portable hard drive don't don't rely on the cloud so much with all this stuff going on i'm telling you you know because if, if companies like google amazon listen the internet shutdowns are coming anyway that's just a bit of food for thought i'm just gonna leave it there i personally think that we rely too much on the internet the internet is a uh, a gift and a curse and um life could be better without it in some respects but also it would be a massive inconvenience with certain things i'm gonna leave it there and uh, we'll be back next week tuesday for a new episode of redesign and don't forget watch out for the new redesigned network i'm gonna have some guests a panel of guests dr shante Ade Atkins and Miss Tammy will be joining me once a month. Um, maybe even more frequently, you never know. Let's see, let's see if we could uh let's see if we could do that. Let's see if we can get these videos edited a lot quicker. <laughs> so yeah, uh YouTube, shout me. If you've got a 300 k budget, I will happily take that off your hands. Anyway, that's it for this week. Catch you later. Don't forget if you want to get involved. In the conversation on Twitter, use the re, re use yeah. Mm. That might be in the bloopers. Use the what do you call it? See, I'm tired now. Use the hashtag redesign pod. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell, and I'll catch you next week. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>